here we go. Again. Initiating sequence. Welcome. In this episode, we're going to focus on time. We've all been told that time is incredibly short, and we'll look at that. But first of all, let's go biblical with Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, I also popped in verse 15 to go along with it so that you get some context for it. But essentially, you get it, that time is short, the days are evil, and we have to make the best use of the days that we have. Let's face the truth of it by looking at time as it applies to you. So to start with, for better or worse, the average life expectancy at the moment is 79 years old. Living longer is largely a factor of environment, genetics, and God's good grace. But we'll stick with the average, 79 years. That's a long time. You can do a lot of stuff with that time. Or can you? Let's do a little bit of housekeeping first. We all love to sleep and my bed is way more cozy than most people. And I would stay in bed if I didn't have so many amazing things to do. And we all sleep. So sleeping takes up around eight hours on average. Now, a lot of you listening probably sleep less. Some sleep more. And in totality, if we average up eight hours of sleep, it's about 26 years of being asleep. No wonder Proverbs says that do not fall in love with sleep because it's a lot of time. Next, we have schooling and higher education. The fact that we spend many, many years in school adds up, particularly if you add in the higher education. And the average comes out at eight full-time years 24 hours a day seven days a week so you've lost eight years of going to school next part is domestic duties this includes housework cooking looking after the kids all that sort of stuff you can take out another eight years just for these mundane jobs although i don't consider parenting mundane and what about your actual job that's where you spend your nine to five at for all of your working life adding up all of those nine to fives and you've got 11 full years of being at your job. Which brings us to the free time aspect. The free time that we spend and generally waste takes up the biggest amount of time that we have. If we look at the time that we spend browsing on the phone, looking at the internet, watching streaming TV, whatever it is, all of that adds up to 15 years. But then we can say goodbye to all the pressures of schooling, cooking and cleaning, or working our job, all of those headaches, and we can start living our life. It is time to retire. And during this period, you have 11 glorious years just to kick back and to enjoy. But remember, these are the years where you're most likely to be chronically sick, where your physical health and fitness diminishes at rapid rates, where you start losing more people then you're introduced to, and death is around the corner. Basically, your time's run out. Now, I say this to remind you about how valuable time is because we only have so much of it here on this earth. And however you choose to spend your time, whatever you think is important, you must spend some time doing it. 
And as a Christian, I find this concept particularly powerful because we are given time and we're also given the responsibility that comes with it so that we should be making our days count, not just counting those days away. So before I go into my recommendation, I'd like to give you a reminder to do the good things, to help other people, to share the gospel, to spread the word, to help other people wherever you may be. You don't have to wait until you're at a station in life where you're incredibly rich and you can give out of excess. You can always give from where you are. And I'm not talking about just financially. I'm not into the prosperity gospel. I'm talking about just helping people, whatever that looks like at your station in life right now. But there are seasons for everything. And one of the seasons is the season of rest and recovery. And as part of that season, I think it's a great time to get to know God even better. Now, we all learn about God. We all listen to the preachers, attend church, do whatever processes you normally go through. And we also have our devotional lives. Many of us read the Bible or parts of the Bible. But I would dare say that most of us don't actually read the Bible that much. Now, if you already do read the Bible, that's amazing and keep it up. But if you don't read the Bible, I would highly, highly recommend that you start reading it today. And I speak from experience because I swamp myself under piles and piles of books of secular things as well as logic and philosophy and apologetics and all of these things, many of them that talk about God and the nature of religion and faith. However, when it comes to actually reading the word, getting the pure text and pulling it out, not listening to it from an author or a pastor, but actually reading it, it is a different notion. And it wasn't until I actually did a comparison about time that really inspired me that I should actually be reading the word more often. When I discovered that the average TV consumption is around three hours per day, then you could simply just take one day off TV and then use that time to read 40 out of the 66 books in the Bible, which is over 60% of the Bible, just in one day. And all I have to do is think about those times that I've binged on Netflix or one of the streaming services and just think to myself, man, I could have done a lot more with my time. Now, a case could be made that reading the Bible takes intellectual effort and you need a time to rest. And look, I agree with that on some level, but we all know that deep down, it's a big part of our discipline, of what we're used to, just having that easy access in front of us. So here's your action plan. If you really, really don't read the Bible at all, just pull out the last four books of the Bible, excluding Revelation, and read them. Second John, Third John, and Jude. And you'll be done in under 10 minutes. Literally, three books done in under 10 minutes. If you want to level up, you can get the 10 books from Galatians, subsequent order, all the way to Philemon, and you will find that you're able to browse through all of that, read it in the entirety in just over two hours, leaving yourself time to watch that TV show. Well, let's say that you're absolutely time poor and you don't have those hours, you don't waste time watching TV. What can you do then? All you need is three or six minutes, three minutes a day, for a year or six minutes a day for six months. 
If you dedicate that amount of time to reading the New Testament, you'll finish the whole New Testament in six months if you do six minutes or a year if you do three minutes. So there's really no excuse. The benefit all comes down to what's most important in your life. If you're a true believer and you have sincere faith, then you should know as much as possible about the object of your worship. There are several things that I've picked up just by reading the Bible regularly. One of them is the amazing prophecies that you can see coming to fruition in the New Testament from the Old Testament and taking it from a first-hand account of the reading where you can notice that from the Old Testament prophecies come true and they're mentioned sometimes in the New Testament or sometimes you have to see how they play out. So in this case, it makes it something beyond an interesting theoretical read. Also, personally, for the character of Jesus, we all know that Jesus is love. But when you pick up the Gospels and you read it, and you see that he seems to have almost a frustration when he heals certain people. A simple read-through may make you think, wow, have I got it wrong? But then when you read through further and you get deeper into it, you can really understand where he was coming from and what the deeper message is. And also just the fact that it is obviously a book that, although inspired by the Holy Spirit, was written by humans, and you can see their failings throughout the entire text. So for me, it's been an absolute godsend, for a lack of a better word, to be able to understand God and Jesus and be able to go beyond anything I've ever done in reading. So I thought this message was important because I've seen the Bible reading plans. I've tried them at January many years, and I'd get to Leviticus and I'd be reading this dull, boring literature, and I just couldn't get past it. Invariably, that would mean I would give up on the process. But once I learned that you can hit through so many books in a short period of time, it just allowed me to power through the process, to enjoy it, to learn a lot about it. And then when I went back to a book that was like Leviticus, I would find that it's not as dry as what I thought it was. And of course, along the way, you can utilize many tools, whether it's podcasts, videos, Bible project videos. They do those animations, which are amazing, and so many other tools that are out there. But never forget the primary source, the Bible. If you haven't heard one of my early episodes, I talk about the evidence for the Bible. So we all know that it's trustworthy. Just make sure that you're reading it. I'll see you on the next episode.